Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis with Major League Rugby Talk. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tours people. A balanced palate, nutrition for peak performance. And the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis in the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. Steve, we're talking Major League Rugby, and it's, it's, it's right in, in, in the middle, the heat of the battle. We're ha- almost halfway through the season. But before we talk about the teams that are currently in the setup, let's look at Old Glory and the Free Jacks of New England. Specifically, let's start with... DC's Old Glory. Yeah, so there's three expansion teams next year, right? Rugby Atlanta, New England Free Jacks, and Old Glory DC. So wrote an article on Tuesday um, about Old Glory. So you hit the headlines actually here as well as in Scotland. It has been revealed that um, the Scottish Rugby Union is actually intending to take a stake in Old Glory DC. Um, somewhere in the region of 500 to 700,000 for a um, stake in excess of 20%. Um, over several years. So pretty interesting on a number of levels from a Scottish perspective. You know, the um, the question there is, why are we investing in a foreign team when we are underfunding our own domestic club scene? They've got a new competition called the Super Six. Um, Super Six is? Six semi-pro clubs below Glasgow and Edinburgh, above the current club championship. So it's a new level intermediate between club and professional pro 14 teams. And the argument is there's not enough money to... F- yeah, so why are you spending money in America when you're not spending money in Scotland? So that, that's from their perspective. The second thing and the gist of the article is that this is going to be the first of multiple um, foreign interests in the MLR. Uh, a lot of money being bandied about at the top level, World Rugby's touted Nations League, uh, Six Nations getting competing offers on the table. So there's a lot of money out there. And so if you're looking at an investment in rugby, um, MLR is you know, second year, so it's, it's cheap, it's undervalued perhaps. Um, and so they're taking a stake may not actually be a, that much of a gamble. It may be a very shrewd move, uh, dare I say it, by the Scottish Rugby Union. And it certainly doesn't look like it would backfire more on Old Glory or DC, would it? I mean, it's it's got to be in their best interest to have some synergy, perhaps um, an open kind of almost farm system of decent players. Yeah, so, I mean, they could probably expect some... Um, you know, technical exchanges, coaches, that kind of stuff, some uh, intellectual property exchange. Um, no doubt there may be a desire on, on, on behalf of the SRU to farm out some younger players to give them experience over here. Um, they do that already with uh, the Division Three team in France, Nice. Um, you know, they've also looked at purchasing Worcester before. They also farm players out to London Scottish in the championship. So from their perspective, you know... So they've looked at... Purchasing Worcester in the Premiership. They did. They did. They got a lot of flack for it, and they yeah. didn't do it, but they did look at it. Um, so, so from, you know, Kristen Levy and Paul Sheehy, the owners, no risk for them. They're getting cash. They're getting, um, you know, a very um, professional partner yeah. to help them grow, grow the club. So it would be a good thing all around. Yeah. So, all right. So are you in favor of that as a Scotsman? I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if it was at the expense of domestic club rugby, I wouldn't be in favour of it. But I think, you know, the Scottish Rugby Union are, 
are not strapped for cash right now. And they're going to get a windfall one way or another, one way or another, depending whoever purchases a stake in the Six Nations. Yes, or you're going to have the money to make this investment. So I think from their perspective, it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. I think it might actually be a really good bet if this league does take off. From DC Club's perspective, why not? Expertise, knowledge, why not? All right, and that brings us to our northern friends, the New England Free Jacks, and we've been working with them in the Cara Cup, which is a competition between the Free Jacks and the four province teams of Ireland, the A-teams from Munster, Leinster, Connick, and Ulster. And that's got some synergy. Yeah, I mean, so it's a terrific competition that um, Eric Anderson and Alex Magui put together with the Irish Rugby Union, right? Inviting all four provinces over, uh, allowing the New England Free Jacks to get a look at uh, the players they have in the area and also to build a little bit of goodwill, a bit of a fan base. Um, so they're, they're quite a bit further along in their rugby preparation than the other two, uh, Old Glory DC and Atlanta. Um, it's a voyage of discovery, right? So um, they took a couple of heavy defeats um, to both Connaught and Ulster, as one might expect. But for Agu- Ma- Alex Magoby's purposes, the CEO, or Josh Smith, the head coach, that's fine. They need to know what they've got, and they will only know what they've got um, when it's tested against good opposition. So of this Free Jack side that you see out there, uh, that we've seen in the last couple of weeks broadcasting up there, I mean, I, I would imagine perhaps seven or eight will get a contract and make the final final squad. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's, that's the purpose of this competition, which leaves Atlanta. Um, so their preparation, obviously, their GM is James Walker, a friend of ours from, who runs Tiger Rugby. Um, so he's GM. Scott Lawrence, well-known coach. Uh, strong ties, obviously, with Life University. Uh, he's going to be the head coach. So they are in good shape with regard to that. Um, I, my understanding is they're planning just to play a fall warm-up season as our DC. So to a certain extent, Free Jacks have got the jump on them. Yeah. But again, dependent on the final squads, the final rosters, that may or may not matter. Right. Right. And, and, and we've pretty much seen and, and, and agreed that these rosters, they could be completely different by the time kickoff of 2020, MLR 2020. Yeah, agreed. You have time to, to assemble players and you have time to get them together. There's not like a, there's a, there's a rush because of glory and ATL. Atlanta haven't um, gotten their, their teams off the ground yet. You like that name? ATL? Yeah. Uh, James Walker sold me on it, I think, a little bit because it's a local thing, right? And, you know, and, he, and there are names that we've all thought that were pretty stupid or, or, or ridiculous that actually kind of sound natural now. So it's, it's never an easy thing to name something. But, you know, Rooney, I thought was ridiculous at first. Now I like it. Not a fan still. Not a fan? It's um, everybody's got their own tastes, right? You are, you don't have any apparently. But <laughs> okay, Felix. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. GSFF only happens once a year, so purchase your tickets today. For more information, visit www.gsff.org or download our app. Visit GSFF. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman 
riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And hey, everybody, we are back. All right, let's move on to Major League Rugby in the moment. Yeah, so three games three games last weekend. Um, first game was actually a Thursday night game. was Houston and Utah, and a tight one again. I mean, that's, this league is certainly producing competitive games. So Houston were, came in in eighth place. Utah were seventh. Houston got the win 29-27, so they flipped spots. Tight game, and, and really this was thanks to the boot of Sam Windsor, who fly half, who had a terrific game and is, you know, dead-eyed dick with the goal kicking. Uh, and that's why, that's why these guys get paid the money. But uh, he's certainly been worth whatever money he's getting. He, he played very well. He kept them in the hunt and got them that win. Actually got them the first win against Austin. So kudos to Sam Windsor. Very impressed by him this weekend. Second game was, uh, should have, well, you know, if you're a gambling man, you would have taken New Orleans uh, in running away with it because Austin came into the game 0-7. New Orleans, whatever they are, 6-1, one, 5-1, top of the league. 6-1. Went way, way, way closer than anyone thought. In fact, Austin were leading with a minute to go and Nola pulled it out at the death with a Michael Basca try in the final play of the game. So Glorious hair, Michael Basca. Yep. Ex-collegiate All-American, Lindenwood boy. Um, so, yeah, New Orleans got the win. And, then of course, we had a game on Sunday, MCU Park in Brooklyn, where Rooney um, dominated up front, uh, got a bonus point win, 31-19, over a previously fancied Glendale side, um, which was an interesting game. So th those were the three games last weekend. That leaves New Orleans and New York top of the league. And, unfortunately for Austin, they're still stuck at the bottom. Houston and Utah struggling too. Unfortunate loss for Austin, but you gotta you gotta tip your cap to Houston because they could have folded the, the tents and they had some rough off the field stuff going on to contend with. Yeah, so from the previous week they had a couple of red cards for their both their Fijian Olympic seven stars, BC and Colisinau. Um One got an eight week ban, one got a one week ban. I, I've always felt though that Houston have had the weapons in terms of the personnel. Um, to you know, to to punch their way out of the bag here, um, so maybe this is the start of their comeback. Yeah. I mean, they got a long road to go, but I I I think they got the weapons, which I don't think Austin have, um, and I don't think Utah have. And uh, and speaking of Rooney, we have our segment uh, Ben and the Butcher, which is not a new reality show, but it was Ben Foden and Dylan Fawcett in with us. You have to check that out. That's a good one. So uh, Sounds like a disturbing children's show to me. <laughs> ben and the Butcher. Butcher. Uh, but uh, all right, Steve, we've got, a, we've got a full slate, four matches ahead of us this weekend. Yeah, so Rooney go down to, actually they go to San Antonio to play Austin. So Austin are moving the game um, from Austin. Sign of to, desperation? You can look at match. it two ways. I mean, they, you know, their PR spinners, they're, oh, we're testing a new market in the area. Um, it's no secret that the crowds in Austin have not been good. Um, whether that pretends a, a move in the future, not necessarily going that far. But anyway, Rooney are going to go down there. Um, Rooney have some injury issues still. That uh, fly half spot, you know, Cahill Marsh is not back yet. Paper um, thin in the back line right Harry now. Bennett may come back in the mix. He got on towards the end. Uh, Dylan Fawcett's a bit banged up. Um, Leonard's banged up. So it'll be interesting seeing the Rooney 
lineup. So they, they still they'll still have enough firepower to beat Austin in San Antonio. That's uh, game number one. Uh, second game I is. Concur. What's that? I concur. You concur. Yes. Yeah, right. of course. Um, second game is Toronto at Utah. Um, another, I think, the final road game for Toronto. Full complement of Canadian players back. So they'll be, they'll be pretty strong and they'll be too strong for Utah. I'm going point differential. Going toward, Toronto. Toward the Arrows. Yep, the Arrows will win there. Uh, next game, actually, is an intriguing one. Probably the game of the week is New Orleans going to Glendale. New Orleans going to Colorado to see if they can keep their uh, high scoring, uh, their frenzy going. You know, they're, tough pick. This, this is a tough one. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and go for Glendale on this weekend. So I am too. Nate Osborne, Nolan Nate Osborne, I apologize. I know you're probably going to prove me wrong, but I'm going with the. I think Davey Williams is going to have those guys ready to win this one at home. Yeah, so Mayor Glenn, Mike's sitting there with his with his uh, staff, and you're going to win. Yeah, so Glendale at home for me, and then the final game is uh, San Diego Legion go to Seattle. That's on the Sunday, and going for another home win there. Another intriguing Seattle. matchup. What about you? You're going to break. You're going to break with me. You want to go further behind? You know, I don't like looking at Lou Stanfield when he's mad at me, but at the same time, Adrian Balfour uh, gets. It can get annoying, so I'm going to, Adrian, I'm picking Seattle. I'm picking Seattle. Okay, so there we have it. Four games this weekend. I say we're just moving into the second half of the season. Uh, it's been a great first half, um, with perhaps the exception of Austin at the bottom. It's been, and actually, they haven't lost heavily, Yeah. Um, but they've just kept losing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of intriguing to my mind. There's still five, five teams in the hunt, and... Um, with, with the return of these international players after the ARC a couple of weeks back, coming into the sides, it's, it's almost like a, a separate season. I think the team that will benefit most from that was my preseason pick, Toronto. You're sticking to your guns. Sticking to my you're guns. Sticking to your arrows. Sticking to my arrows. Very yeah. good. So I think they're going um, to finish strong. They're playing the next seven games at home. Um, so I, I'm, I'm still confident they'll be there or thereabouts. And obviously, as a hometown guy, I hope they I hope they get Rooney in the final. So, um, Stephen, final thoughts, week nine. Yeah, second half of the MLR season. So, you know, we've discussed the matchups. Looking forward to that uh, uh, that Glendale one in particular. Uh, personally, looking forward to not being on a train with you. Um, coaching Army women at Harvard this weekend. So Again, I break. concur. So, uh, so, take that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Felix. But what about all our fans out there that want to see the 50,000 pictures of us on trains? I'm handing you over to the good graces of your, uh, your wife, all the right. birthday girl. All right, the birthday girl. And, and on that note, I have to go play birthday boy with my birthday wife. And on that note, on behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis and my wife, who's celebrating her birthday, I'm Matt McCarthy from the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City. Talking rugby on Rugby Wrap-Up and signing off.